Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Eruk the end of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shah, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolam Aginom Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. There's actually studies that are proving that over time people exercise more because they're more incentivized to use their electric bike than their analog muscular ones. The ones that we're focused on would be mostly in a range of uh, 60 kilometers plus, depending on the range of the, the batteries. You do have, on average, perhaps a 20-25% additional weight to carry with an assist bike. The majority of the time, we recommend people to actually not wait until the, the battery is that low and just to do top-ups, just an hour here and there, and that's very healthy for the battery. They don't really need deep charges or, or, or discharges. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, in association with Square. Square helps you look after your business needs from payments and menu management to online ordering. Visit square.com for more. Now, have you ever wondered about getting an electric bike? If so, you might have a few basic questions. Are they much more expensive? Are they easy to recharge? Are they harder to lock or secure? And how far can you actually go on a single charge? Well, Ollie van der Els is the co-founder of Green Air, a specialist electric bike company, and he's with me now. Ollie, before we get into the ABCs of electric bikes and what they do, um, is it lazy to consider an electric bike? Is that just me copping out of the whole bike experience? Yeah, it's a good question. It's one of the first primary misconceptions about uh, electrically assisted bicycles. It just uh, um, is entirely wrong. <laughs> uh, there's actually studies that are proving that um, over time people exercise more because they're more incentivized to use their electric bike than their uh, analog muscular ones. Um, the way they work uh, means that you have to be pedaling in order to get this uh, assistance. Mm. So if you don't pedal, you don't get any assistance. And so it's an incentive. It just uh, augments your, your own capabilities. But uh, you do have the cardio exercise and you certainly have the workout and you can gauge the level of assistance that you wish to avail of. So if you're feeling energetic, you can lower the, the assistance level and, and, and vice versa. If, you, if you're in a rush and you, you need all the all the power that you can get, you, you can increase the percentage of assistance. Yeah, but let's just clarify that. I mean, if I have an electric bike and I tap the pedal and I just give it a slight nudge, depending on what setting I have and what the bike is, it will whir into action. And if I like, I can kind of just go along for the ride, right? Um, that would be true for the cheaper electric bikes with a, a fairly uh, a basic sensor. So you would just give it a little nudge and then uh, mm-hmm. uh, the rotation happens. For the types that uh, we're speaking about or the, the ones that uh, we're, we're focusing on with, with green air, it's very intuitive and it's very much 
connected to the full rotation uh, and, the, and the pressure that you apply onto the pedals. So in other words, if you do only like a quarter of the, the rotational movement, well, it's not going to get you very far. So typically, what kind of range are we talking about? From memory and trying them out, I recall, you know, variations of between about 30 kilometers and about 70 kilometers on a single charge. Yeah. Now, again, um, the ones that we're focus on would be mostly in a range of uh, 60 kilometers plus. Okay. Uh, depending on the range of the, the battery. So the, the, the battery has a, has a capacity in watt hours and that determines the, the range. And then obviously depending on the motor and the strength, and it's always uh, based on an average uh, type use. So a person that weighs 70 kilos or plus, uh, you know, fairly even ground. Sorry, can I just say what's 70 kilos? Sorry, from in old money. Is that about uh, 13 stone, 12 stone, something like that? Yeah, more, more like, you know, 12 stones. Yeah. 12 stone. Okay, so I'm okay. Um, and does it change according to how hot, how hot or how cold the weather is, for example? Um, it does, but it's, it's not usually affecting us in, uh, in Ireland because uh, you never really dip into mm -hmm. serious minus temperatures. Uh, but it's true that the battery is the, its happiest uh, at around uh, sort of uh, 12, 15 uh, degrees there, thereabouts. Uh, but, uh, but it would change depending on what power setting you have or what speed you're going, right? Correct. Yeah. So if you so let's say you're in turbo the whole time, so you're getting over three hundred percent assistance, mm. uh, that would diminish the range down to you know probably uh, below fifty kilometers, depending on the battery that uh, that you have. Mm. And do any of them have regenerative features, or is that just understood that they have different level of resistance, uh, regenerative uh, power? It, again, it's a it's a question we get a lot, and 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 the, the short answer is that the vast majority don't. Uh, there is uh, a need, first of all, for that to happen to have the uh, the motor in the in the rear hub, and most of the, mo the the bikes that we sell, or the vast majority, would have uh, middle motors, uh, so next to the cranks. So um, you, you have a certain level of regeneration on certain uh, niche brands, but I, I, I would sort of discard that as, as, uh, as, as the exception. Okay. What happens if you run out of charge when you're out in the open? Um, I mean, does it stop? Does it, I mean, it, does it make it way harder to cycle it? Um, so again, it depends on the type of bike. So you have some that are that have zero drag, and that's an exciting sort of. Uh, what does that mean? So it means that once you get over the twenty-five kilometers an hour sort of virtual wall, mm -hmm. you 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 cycle on, and uh, and there is no drag. So there's there's not there is the feeling that you're you're. Um, you're being pinned back exactly that mm -hmm. you're being brought back and then some others you do feel uh, additional weight now uh, you're never stuck because you can always ride them and cycle them but you do have on average perhaps uh, a 20 25 percent uh, uh, additional weight to carry mm. with an assist bike okay. so some some of them are really made to emulate what a, a conventional bike is and just gives you that little nudge when when you need it um and they're they're really the lightweight electric bikes and then some are really only designed or for the majority of the time designed to be used under some level of assistance mm. uh, and you have a very clear indication of what's left in the battery uh from a range perspective and and, and the battery so it's not like it comes uh, you know uh, unannounced you you tend to to see that coming and and if you do fall short you tend to lower down the assistance and and mm. uh, to the point but range anxiety is a 
I think I suppose less so of a problem than in uh, electric cars, for example, because you, you. Well, that's a whole other podcast, and and we've we've looked at that uh, quite a bit. But it, I take it it's a rule of thumb then that in general, because they have this extra uh, equipment, they're slightly heavier than normal bikes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And would that also mean that they're more difficult, or they're heavier or slightly more awkward, for example, to mount on a car or a van if you wanted to bring one down the country? Yeah, so for example, if it's a, a car or a van, um, depending on the type of uh, bike carrier you get for electric bikes, the recommended one would be a platform, so you need a tow hitch. And then for those, you have ramps, so you just basically uh, you don't deadlift them. Mm. Um, if you do, you, you might need to, to carry it, or you just remove the battery, which would be about three kilos, two and a half kilos. And, uh, and, and, and you keep that safely inside the car while you're traveling uh, with the, the bike on, on, on the back. But uh, it, it, it's, it's usually not a problem. Now, you mentioned the battery there. I've tried different types of uh, electrically assisted bikes, and some of them charge by simply plugging them in, and others have removable batteries. What's the norm now? Yeah, for the vast majority, they're removable. Um, a lot of them are now integrated into the, the frame. So mm-hmm. from a visual aspect, it's uh, it's much more uh, yeah uh, appealing. And you can charge them directly onto the bike or you um, you have a locking mechanism with a key and uh, you remove them and, uh, and charge them uh, at work or at home. And typically, how long will it take to recharge a battery in a normal three-pin socket at home? So again, depends on uh, even Bosch, which which would be using a lot uh, as a as a motor provider, has uh, three different chargers. So mm. let's say you go for the four amps charger. You you would from a, from a ten percent to a full uh, would be around four hours. Uh, the majority of the time, we, we we recommend people to actually not wait until the the battery is that low and just to do top ups. Mm. Um, so you know, just an hour here and there and. Uh, and that's very healthy for the battery. They don't they don't really need deep charges or, or, or discharges rather, and uh, and they like to be topped up. And is it the same general rule as for electric cars that you're not supposed to charge it really to 100 percent? It's better if you just charge it to 80 percent. Yeah, I mean, there's no deterioration. There's a cutoff on the charger, so it's not a problem if you go mm. to 100 percent. But uh, but it's true that uh, uh, lithium batteries, so it's the same chemistry in cars. Uh, between 30 and 90 percent they're the the happiest Mm. and so being lithium batteries then i presume it's the same rule of thumb that over time they will degrade they will um again that's the advantage of now the capacity i suppose uh for electric bikes far uh, exceeds what you need to do on a daily basis Mm. so if you buy a a battery of uh, let's say 625 watt hour or 750 watt hour it tends to uh, to far exceed what you need, and what that means is that in five years' time, when you might have lost uh, lost about twenty percent uh, or, or a bit less than twenty percent capacity, it still completely fulfills what you needed to do. So, um, mm. so that's the big difference. Where, where uh, an electric car, you would you, you will tend to to try and push that boundary. Where on a bike, you know, there's only so many hours that you're really going to spend on the bike uh, on a <laughs> on a daily basis, mm. unless you. Uh, you do really long uh, trekking adventure rides, which we also have customers doing, but then they have like level battery setups. Now, you mentioned speed earlier on. Is there a maximum allowable speed on an electric bike? Yeah, so, um, well, it's very relevant because even in Ireland, they're, they're, they're looking at all the vehicle standards as we speak. Mm. Um, but the, the vast, uh, like the, the, the general rule really is pedelec, and pedelec is uh, up to 25 kilometers an hour assisted, and you don't require any license or 
insurance or anything uh, it is just treated as a regular bicycle and then mm. you have another category called the pedelec s uh, which is an exciting one but that needs to be uh, well legislated and that goes up to 20 uh, to 45 kilometers an hour assisted so um, that's pretty fast well yes and no if, if you're let's say on a road bike mm. you would be well used to hit 32 34 kilometers in your stride and you might be frustrated with the 25 kilometers an hour wall mm. that we spoke earlier on on a, on a regular pedelec and uh, having this uh, ability to go up to 45 when it's like an open open straight road uh, out of traffic uh, does make sense uh, but again it uh, it carries a certain uh, legislation at the moment it's a little bit gray in ireland so it's very hard to register them they, they, they would fall under the same category as mpvs so the mopeds and, and the likes i think the reality might be ahead of the legislation because in my area um every second kid uh, has a bike that goes at about 55 kilometers uh, uh, per hour and and it works on the footpath as well which is kind of a nice uh, a nice option but it, it is you're not allowed to modify electric bikes to go over that 25 or that uh, right now right no no I, I mean there's no enforcement mechanism to check uh, mm-hmm. if obviously done i think what will happen is enforcement wise in dublin particularly you see all the delivery guys with uh, retrofit kits and uh, that's just mm-hmm. pure danger because uh, those bikes are the, the, the frames and, uh, and most of the donor bike that's been used is is not uh, built for this and then you have uh, pure throttle or the way the batteries are wired uh, there's been incidents of uh, of battery fires so so um that 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 all will uh, will 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 have to change and uh, you see that in some of the say more mature markets um mm. it's uh, it, 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 it it's it's heavily clamped upon because it's uh, it's it's dangerous and it's doing a disservice to uh, to the industry but do you think that uh, legislation we might see legislation that would safely and in a regulated way increase the speed of the the electric bikes that we can buy here um i think there's always going to be two different categories and that's following Mm -hmm. what europe is doing which is the up to 25 and that's perfectly fine and then the up to 45 which is uh which is a a hot topic in in europe um so so belgium where i'm from for example is uh um has a very clear legislation on that and and that has shown that there's a there's a huge uh uh, amount of people that have therefore switched because they can do longer journeys and cut the, the journey time per, per day mm. because they have that speed. So, uh, uh, you know, imagine doing uh, sort of 25 kilometers on, on each each way every day. Mm. Um, the, this extra 10 kilometers an hour makes quite a big difference in, in, in the, the time spent. Um, so, it's 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 one thing to have the legislation is the other that uh, uh, you know all parties involved are are, are playing ball which, which means mm-hmm. that insurance has to be you know affordable um it has to be a clear process to to register and to get a little license plate for the for the fast pedelecs um so 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 i i just yeah i'm i'm, I'm hopeful but mm-hmm. uh, but carefully so <laughs> that, that it will happen uh, in, in in the proper manner now, just to, to, to put some context in what we're talking about here, I mean, my recollection from testing and trying out some electric bikes is that they are considerably more expensive um, than quite a number of road bikes. I mean, I, I, I was the pricing that I saw at the time started at around 1200, 1300. I'm talking about road bikes now normally went up to about 2000 and beyond. Is that still what you're looking to pay for one of these? 
Yeah, well, I, obviously with COVID, um, there's been a, an increase in uh, raw materials and, and, mm. and costs in general. Uh, there is not a downwards trend, trend in terms of pricing. We see that um, uh, people value what they're buying more and more. An electric bike, buying cheap is a is a false economy because it just uh, it fails quickly. So um, why do I think you're about to say <laughs> that it's a bit more than what I've just quoted? It is. It is. I mean, uh, yeah, I was going to lead just to say that our average starting price is probably more like two and a half thousand euros. Wow. Um, okay. Our average prices are probably around. 3,800 and it goes Whoa. up to 2,000. Uh, That's almost the price of an iPhone. Um, <laughs> and, and if you do that, I mean, we're used to thinking about tax subsidies or, or grants and the bike to work scheme and all that sort of stuff. Does that work with electric bikes? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and that was going to lead to the next category. So, so regular um, pedelec bike that goes up to 25 kilometers an hour, you can get 1500 euros of it under the cycle to work scheme. And there's also now uh, the category called cargo bikes, which we're super mm. excited about. We've been pushing that for over 10 years, which allows you to carry your children. It's really a straight replacement to a, to a car for all the, the you know, the, the crash school runs, mm. the, uh, the supermarket runs, and it's protected from the weather. And it's very much should be treated as a, as a, as such, and not just as a, as a, as a bike. Mm. Uh, and, and, and for those, you have a 3000 euro threshold, um, allowance under the cycle to work scheme so that's uh that's super um okay that's quite that'd be quite a chunk off if you were investing in this uh i know one of the things that i had to think very uh carefully and cautiously about is if i was cycling or taking one into town or taking one somewhere else and then i wanted to have a coffee or meet somebody i was always that little bit more afraid of locking it or how to secure it um Am I naive in thinking that some of them should be able to be tracked maybe or are, are there any advanced locking or sec secure methods you can use with electric bikes? Yeah, so um, obviously it's still not a bike that you want to leave in the middle of O'Connell Street for the night just for to see what happens. <laughs> uh, but, but so, so most people who, who make that investment tend to know where they're leaving it at night and uh, mm -hmm. at a destination there is usually a uh, at the very least, a Sheffield stand to, to lock your bike onto. So uh, a good lock is needed. Uh, the tracking side, uh, we do tend to sell a lot of it, which basically is directly installed into the motor, so it's not detected by anyone from the outside. And it's uh, and it allows you to, to track it on your phone. Uh, it doesn't lock the motor per se, but it shows you uh, if someone tampers it, you, you have a, a warning, and it also reduces your insurance premium um, with certain insurance. Can I, can I ask about that? What is that? Is that a SIM card or is that a GPS? Um... The uh, the tracker? Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on the on the brand uh, okay. that you use and whether it's integrated with the bike initially or is it if it's a, a retrofit mm. but uh, you do have to pay a, a monthly uh, subscription uh, after uh, so that sounds like it's a cellular option then does it yeah yeah okay yeah. so probably uses a, a, a sim card at one but like i'm just wondering if i invested in one of these should i stash an air tag somewhere inside the frame or or something like that and hope to be able to track it with you know, my phone. You, 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 that's the uh, that's the cheapest and easiest way to do it. Mm. Uh, obviously, you're relying on rel relays and, and and so on. So, mm. so there's limits 
to to that. I think the, the signal strength is probably not the same either, uh, and you have to uh, replace it or uh, change the. I don't think you change the batteries in the in, in the air tags yet, but yeah. So so uh, we you, you can you can do that absolutely. Uh, I, mm. the, the ones that uh, that we use are just made for the the, the e bike, and uh, and and once it's in, you never tend to to worry about it. Uh, but uh, but there are systems, um, and uh, even uh, Bosch has a uh, has an integrated. Um, a system that you do not pay um, that uh, that com combines with your with your app um, on, on the latest uh, on the latest latest iteration. So it's going in that direction. Good luck, insurance, and uh, yeah, um, hope for the best. <laughs> Just in terms of maintenance and how long electric bikes last, um, is there anything particularly different about uh, maintenance of a bike with an electric or an electrically assisted motor? Yeah, so um, again, if you buy a quality side one, uh, a lot of the specification would be matching the extra power, um, and therefore, you know, the the maintenance side should be uh, under control. Um, but you need better brakes. You you, you need a gearing that's uh, that, that's that's uh, the, the cassette, for example, uh, would probably erode quicker on an e-bike than on a normal bike. The chain as well, because you have more pressure applied onto the components. So that's to to bear in mind. So that's why, like the higher end that we sell, would uh, bypass that by not having a, an external cassette would have an inside hub and would have a, a carbon belt drive as opposed to a chain so that there's no uh, stretching, there's no rust, there's no maintenance. So, so there's there's ways uh, um, there's, there's ways around that. In mm. terms of the motor itself, uh, it tends to last uh, a long, long time and you might need to replace the bearings over time. That tends to be after warranty. And the battery, as we spoke, has a, has a lifespan. But um, um, other than that, it's important to when purchasing to understand what's going to happen after the purchase and where are you going to be able to uh, to to get it fixed uh, because there's a lot of uh, online sellers and uh, that is a big risk uh, that are using some components that none of the bike shops uh, stock none of the bike shops will have any interest in servicing an electric bike that they have no knowledge of and that they didn't sell in the first place and so they tend to be very short-lived uh, and and uh, end up in the in the landfill, which is the exact opposite mm. uh, idea that, uh, that bikes were uh, that the e-bikes were brought in for in, in the first place. Lastly, Ali, one of the excuses I often hear from people uh, about not getting a bike or an electric bike is the state of the roads. People say that, uh, other than the danger of trying to mix in with traffic, the actual quality of the road can be appalling in certain parts of the country, even in some of our biggest cities. Um, how does it compare with the, uh, you know, the, the the fields of Flanders or or or, or in Belgium? Well, um, I don't think Flanders is a good contrast because it's pretty much like Holland, and 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 you know they started in the late seventies, so so you cannot uh, um, really compare there. But I, I have to say, since COVID, there's been amazing improvements. There's been budgets allocated, so between the greenways and and then you see some county councils are proactive and they look to do things 
the right way. And uh, I would say um, it's very obvious uh, for, for anyone that uh, when, when that's in place. And then, mm. and then there's some uh, some parts that are just not uh, as coherent, and uh, and therefore you you can see that uh, there's still work to work to do. But on the overall, I think it's uh, it, 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 it's improved greatly. And um, and 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 that not just for Dublin, but uh, all across the country. I would say that it's county council uh, specific when it comes to the implementation and the uh, the overall vision or or how hard they want to go at it. But you're totally right. Uh, you cannot. I mean, for for us, the benchmark is once you see parents happily enough uh, using the the road the, the the cycle network for their kids and and see the kids uh, ride to school, then you know that you're you're doing something right. Okay, look, Oli van der Elst, co-founder of Green Air, thank you very much uh, today for joining us and explaining um, uh, everything about electric bikes. And that's all we have time for uh, this week, folks. Thanks for listening to and watching The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler. Thanks to Tabitha Monaghan, who produced to Gav Hennessy on sound and to Conan Doherty uh, on video. And we'll talk to you the same time next week. Bye-bye. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.